This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, welcome into the Stink of Truth Podcast. Mark Schlerth alongside my uh, co-host, Mike Evans. We thank you so much for being a part of the Stink of Truth. Make sure you... Uh, what do you what do you do? You like us, you uh subscribe, you share. If you like what we talk about, if you don't like it, keep your mouth shut uh because that's the most important thing. We're trying to grow the podcast. Mike, how are you, buddy? Great. Uh waiting for this Aaron Rodgers trade. Yeah. The longer it goes on, are you starting to wonder if it's going to happen? No, no, you know, uh, what, what's the old saying that uh, deadlines, deadlines spur actions? Like, there's not a real deadline right now. So I don't think that there's any real pressure on either side. You know, it's interesting. What is the value of Aaron Rodgers? I think that's what's really being discussed right now. What, what's the value? He's 39 years old. Um, you know, are you going to get him for a year? Are you going to get him for two years? Like, I think if you're looking at what the Russell Wilson deal was here in Denver a year ago, and thinking, you know, you're the Green Bay Packers, we're going to get a similar deal. Well, sorry, you should have traded him last year to the Broncos when you got Nathaniel Hackett, but you didn't. You held on to him. You weren't sure about your backup quarterback. You weren't sure that Jordan Love was ready to take the next step. You weren't sure about what was going on, so you decided to shuffle your feet. Now the value of Aaron Rodgers has dropped precipitously. I, I don't. I, what is it? It's, it's certainly not two first-rounders. It may not be a first-rounder. Well, you're not going to get the Jets' first-round pick this year. That's the 13th overall pick. Right. Yeah, the Jets would be ridiculous to, to give that up. So, you're right. What is the value? And at this point, how motivated or how much does Green Bay have to make this trade? Like, who's got the leverage? The Packers or the Jets? Um, it's a, it, It's a great question. Right now, probably the Packers, but eventually... You're going to have to eat that money. Eventually, all that's going to go onto your cap. So wouldn't you rather get rid of it and have some operating expense room? I mean, free agency essentially is over, right? Now what's, what's being signed? One-year deals. So the free agency aspect of you know diving in deep to free agency and bolstering your roster with other people's players, that, is, that time has pretty much come and gone. I mean, there's a few guys out there that are available, but for the most part, I mean, that, that deal is done, right? So now it's just about giving yourself cap relief, getting that contract off your books. I would think that that's the most important thing. And I think if you cut or you cut him or trade him after June 1st, and then you can spread it out over 
Well, I didn't even know how that works. I, I really, I'm, I I'm reading from a yeah. report here. Packers have no cap or cash issues with Rogers' contract. There's no money due to him until September. Uh, it will cost them more in cap space with him off the roster than on it. So what about the idea that you just say, hey, look, sorry, Aaron. You know, Jets didn't give us the kind of deal we want. We'll pay you the money we owe you this year, but you're going to be playing for us. Yeah. Do they want that? They d- or do they want to move on from Aaron Rodgers? I think they want. I don't. I don't think they want the specter of Aaron Rodgers hanging over that franchise. Time to move on. The guy's arguably the best player that's ever played for the Green Bay Packers, and that's saying a lot because you go back through their history, especially back to the Bart Starr years, right? Um, with Vince Lombardi and all that, like that—that's saying a lot. Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, you know Bart Starr. You, you talk about you talk about some of the iconic players that have played in that franchise. There's a bunch of them. So um, I don't think you want that hanging over your franchise. I don't think you want that to be seen with your current group of of players. How we treat guys on their way out. See, I'm kind of curious about this because we just saw this with Sean Payton here in Denver, and there was always the assumption that once Payton decided this is where I want to coach, Mm. that the relationship with Mickey Loomis in New Orleans was good enough that they weren't really going to hold this up. Okay, The Saints were going to play such hardball that it would uh, restrict Payton from being able to go where he wants to go. Do you think there's still that same kind of element that Green Bay wants to do right by Aaron? Or has the relationship, you know, maybe soured enough to the point where, um, no, we're going to exact as much out of this as we possibly can? Well, I still think they're going to try. I mean, you'd be a fool not to try to get as much as you can. But at some point, you need to move on. And, like, the next deadline is the draft. And really, nothing's going to happen before the draft. And, like, off-season programs and all that stuff. But ultimately... I think that Aaron Rodgers has enough respect within that organization with the players. And I know I know the players have a ton of respect. The guys who have played with Aaron Rodgers have a ton of respect for Aaron Rodgers. And he's got a, a bunch of really good relationships within that locker room um, that I would say at some point you'll be looking like sour grapes if you don't get it done as an organization. And... Speaking of building cultures and doing the like, everybody talks about the importance of culture and leadership and this, that, and the other. And, you know, and organizations talk a good game. Like, this is the kind of thing that can, they can make all the players downstairs look at the upstairs aspect, the, the organizational aspect of that, of that franchise with kind of a side eye. And so eventually they'll be pushed. And I think it comes draft time to get this deal done. So it certainly looks like Aaron Rodgers will eventually be the Jets quarterback. And I'm I'm assuming it's going to be sometime around draft. So in the meantime, the entire NFL world waits on Aaron Rodgers. God, he must hate the attention. Yeah. Hate all this attention. Yeah. Probably, it's it's probably terrible. Really, you know, makes him uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of uncomfortable, the relationship between the NFL and the NFL PA boss, Demorius Smith, who came out and ripped the NFL. So no team, despite the fact that teams can try to negotiate with Lamar Jackson, right. nobody's reached out. Nobody has even kicked the tires on Lamar Jackson. And Demorius Smith came out and said, quote, 
the NFL draft and the franchise tag system exist because owners have colluded in the past to both depress and restrict markets. This time they are criminally gaming the game itself. That it is full-on conclu- uh, collusion when it comes to Lamar Jackson. Everybody stay away from this guy. And DeMora Smith says the NFL has gone above and, and beyond. And, and, so first, first, let me their collusion. Okay, let me ask you that. What was the first part that you read there? That that the, the NFL draft and the franchise tag system exists because owners have colluded in the past to both depress and restrict markets. So the draft and the franchise tag, right, are part of the NFL owners' collusion. Correct. That's to what you're saying. Depress the market. Okay, to depress the market. So let me ask you this and restrict it. Did you guys? In your negotiations with the NFL, agree to a franchise tag? Let yes. Me, oh, you did. So they, yes. that, that wasn't f- forced upon you. You agreed to it. Did you agree to a rookie wage scale on the NFL draft? Did you agree to that, too, as yes. part of your collective? Oh, you did. Yes. You did. So that was collusion? They colluded to get that? Or you gave it up? I mean, give like that part... I find offensive. You know, the whole thing about the draft and what you did from a rookie wage scale standpoint, what you allowed to happen to incoming players that have no say when it comes to negotiating, that's what I found criminal. Like the fact that you said, hey, we're going to take these players that don't have a voice at the table when it comes to negotiating, and we're going to restrict the amount of money that you can make because you haven't produced in the NFL yet, like that you're going to negotiate on their behalf, and that is not, to me, like that. that is such a, that is such a crappy way to have those guys enter into the league where they're stuck to five-year deals that are capped, essentially. And to think that you negotiated that in your last collective bargaining agreement, thinking that the owners would save that money on those players and just willy-nilly pass it to the veterans? Like, how stupid are you people? And you've told him this. Before. 100%. I referred to this as being like the bar I hung out at when I was in in college, when I was back for the summertime in Anchorage, Alaska, called Chilkoot Charlie's. Their motto was, you can get a t-shirt back in the day, Chilkoot Charlie's t-shirt. Their motto was, where we cheat the other guy and pass the savings on to you. (laughs) So you allowed them to say, okay, here's Sam Bradford, and we're going to pay you Here's your rookie deal. It's $78 million, right? We're gonna, and and you're, you can't stay healthy. You're a quote-unquote bust. So we're going to say the owner's going to come to you and go, we don't like this system. Like, we're paying guys that haven't earned it. We're paying those guys ridiculous amounts of money. Let us save money there so we can pass it on and distribute it. They don't distribute it to the average players. They distribute it to the five superstars on the team. They distributed the quarterback and and five other guys or four other guys or six other guys or whatever it is. Like the you've squeezed out the middling player. You squeezed out the middle range player. So 
what what the draft essentially gives you and what the what the rookie wage scale gives you is salary certainty for four to five years on rookies where you don't have to spend any money. And then you can give all that money to the stars and you squeeze out the developing players. Like that to me is that to me is the tragedy. As far as Lamar Jackson is concerned, let me read one more quote okay, from Demar Smith because then I want you to to respond to it. He said uh, he said quote Let's be clear. My nearly 15-year career as executive director, I've never witnessed teams being so quick to publicly announce their lack of interest in an MVP quarterback who is in his prime and who is also going to get an injury guarantee regardless of his contract. Okay. All right. So let's address proving collusion. Okay. You could say that they had a meeting. They probably did some clandestine meeting where they got together and said, hey, man, this Deshaun Watson contract is outrageous. We're not going to fully guarantee a contract like that, of that nature, right? $230 million. We're not doing that. So let's, you know, we, we don't want to do those things anymore. The, the last time I checked, the Baltimore Ravens gave him a three-year fully guaranteed contract offer at $133 million, which is $44.5 million bucks a year or whatever it is. That's fully guaranteed after three years in which if you could stay healthy and do that, you're right back to the negotiating table three years from now. But, and let's if you play well, you're never going to see the third year of that because they're going to come back like they've done with Patrick Mahomes and go, hey, can we convert a bunch of this money to signing bonus and extend it? And, and that's what's going to happen to you. But the bottom line is it's hard to prove collusion when you're basically saying, hey, the value is if you do sign him to a huge offer sheet, not only are you going to sign him to the huge offer sheet, but then you have to give us the compensation of two first-round draft choices. You've already, like, teams aren't interested. Sorry. And, oh, by the way, he hasn't proven, one, that he can stay healthy. He's played 12 games the last two years straight. Okay? And that that style of offense that he's ever going to, elevate his game to the next level where if running and moving around the Cam Newton experiment, if 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 running that style of offense, I mean, those, those quarterbacks don't get healthier as time goes on. They get more beat up. But you make, you make great points, but let's be honest. If all that stuff was still in play, but Lamar Jackson was only asking for $130, $140 million, teams would be running to negotiate with him, even with all those sure. other obstacles that, uh-huh. that you you face with a Lamar Jackson. This is about the money. And at the risk of probably getting a lot of people mad at me because I'm going to defend billionaires, but, you know, collusion such a, a, a negative, evil word, but wh- why can't it just be good business? These right. are 32 owners. 31 of them were unhappy when Jimmy Haslam went rogue and gave out a contract. Isn't it within the right of these owners to say, look, whoa, that contract was such an outlier. We don't want to establish that kind of precedent. Right. And so it it's our right as businessmen that we don't want to spend yeah. that kind of money. And so why, why can't that be a collective business mindset Rather than just, whoa, right. it's collusion. Right. Well, I mean. Why can't it just be business? Yeah. Collusion is, uh, again, it's one of those things that's virtually impossible to prove. Um, because you're right. It is business sense. And there is some, you know, from a market standpoint. Uh, let, let's face it. The, to act like 
guarantees are, are they're not fully guaranteed contracts, Mike. How many one-year contracts have we seen being signed right now? Like, th- this is, hey, these are one-year proven fully guaranteed deals. Lamar Jackson got a three-year, like the offer was a three-year fully guaranteed. Now, I, I will say this about those offers. Those offers or those those reports, you know where they come from. They come from the teams. They don't come from the – there has never been a player or an agent that has released the terms of a contract that they refuse to take. Because there's always something in that contract that isn't, you know, the the funny money of it or the like for instance, there's the, you know, Lamar, we offer him a three year fully guaranteed contract, you know, at hundred and thirty-three million dollars equals forty-four point five million dollars per year. But what they don't release is but we have an option a year five and a year four and five, we have an option, kind of a right of first refusal option to extend the contract. And you're like, no, 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 I don't give me the full three year deal, but don't put caveats at the end of it. So, so that's always comes from the team. It's the team's perspective. They always release this. I can't believe this guy is so greedy. Right. Uh, that's that's how those things get done. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting, by the way, for all the people who have said, hey, you know, you're an idiot for not having an agent. You know who doesn't have an agent and just keeps cashing in to the biggest contracts in the history of the National Football League? Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. Whose draft stock dropped when he had the the gas mask bong on. <laughs> and all he's done is signed big. T- he's become the, the highest paid left tackle in the league, not once, but twice. He just signed another three-year deal. And by the way, his deal's going to come up and he'll be 31 years old, still presumably in the prime and sign another if he keeps playing the way he's playing. Like, so let's, you know, pump the pump the brakes on this deal would be done if he had an agent. You mentioned during the Lamar Jackson conversation, you mentioned Cam Newton. And as we're talking right now, Cam Newton getting yeah. ready to be part of the Auburn Pro Day mm-hmm. where he's going to throw. And he released a video promoting it saying, there ain't 32 better than me, 32 right. starters. Cam Newton... Is there should there be a place in this league for Cam Newton? If not as a starter, at least as a backup. Just a couple years ago, he was the starter yeah. in New England. Started 15 games, went seven and eight. Not great. Still went seven and eight. Yeah, threw more interceptions than touchdowns, and only had a handful of like 2,200, 2,800, whatever it yep. was yards. Yep. Um, again, how effective a quarterback are you? If your athleticism and and the injury aspect of your game, like if you can't do those things anymore that made you an MVP, if you can't run the ball on QB design runs eight to 12 times a game with another four or five scrambles and all the play action stuff that comes off of that, if that part of your game, this is the, the question a lot of teams ask themselves about Lamar. If that part of your game is gone, how effective a quarterback are you? And the answer, I think, with most NFL teams, when they look at that aspect or that that quarterback in question, they're like, he's a very average to below average player when he doesn't have that other skill set at his disposal. 
Cam Newton with all without all the QB designed run scramble with all without all that stuff at his disposal becomes a very limited drop back player. You can be mad at me. That's just that's just the facts. And so, and I think the same thing can be said for Lamar. There's a question there about Lamar. And you know, again, you're going to get people that will will talk about, you know, that being some type of, you know, race thing or whatever. It's just the facts. It's just the way it is. Um, and until you prove that you can be that effective a quarterback in that system, which neither of those guys have proven, there will be questions. Does does Cam Newton's personality, tremendous personality, tremendous yeah. charisma? Does this work against him now at this yeah. stage of his career? It's oh, a great question. It's a it's a because gr- yeah. you know ideally you would think okay maybe there isn't a starting job for him in the NFL but you telling me he can't be a backup somewhere right. yeah but he wouldn't be your traditional There's, backup would he two questions you have to ask does he want to be a backup somewhere mm-hmm. and would he be okay with that role would he be a good mentor would he be able to add to that room would he be you know a guy that as soon as your starting quarterback that's a young player has a couple of issues would there be a huge uproar for cam to be the starter because one thing nfl teams don't want they don't want a controversy in the quarterback room and they don't want the noise mm-hmm. and i'll go back to everybody's favorite backup quarterback slash wannabe starter tim tebow yep. I know, I know where you're going with There this. are so many teams that wanted no part of that noise where your backup quarterback has a press conference every mm-hmm. week. No thanks. You want your quarterback to just blend into the background. Yeah, the backup quarterback should, that's it, just be everybody's favorite, but nobody wants him to play. And even if you're looking at Cam as one of those bridge starters. We see it all the time right. now in the NFL where a team drafts a quarterback high with the intention he's going to be the guy, mm-hmm. but maybe he's not ready right away. So we're going to have that veteran yeah. that quarterbacks the first five, six, seven weeks before the inevitable change. Would Cam, would Cam handle that kind of scenario? Yeah, well, I mean, those are like those are legitimate questions. And I don't know that he would, Mike. I, I just don't. Uh, I don't know that he wouldn't. I don't know, but I, it, it's not, you know what, actually, let me, let me backtrack on that. I think Cam would handle that. He'd be fine. You know who wouldn't handle it? Cam fans. Yes. Yes. And maybe we're not giving Cam enough credit, but yeah. again, it's the noise. The noise is going to come from somewhere. Yeah. Whether it's going to be Cam-generated noise, fan-generated Cam noise, Cam-teammate-generated right. noise, it's still noise. Dude, it'll be ESPN-generated right. noise. Yep. Good point. It'll be Stephen A. Smith. It'll be talk shows. It'll be like, exactly what Cam said. You're telling me there's 32 of these guys. I'm not better than one of the 32. Yeah. Uh, you'll be, they'll take that quote and they'll run with it. So, hey, all it's all good, man. I, I'm glad he's, he's, he's throwing at the pro day. And I'm sure those kids will be excited to, for him to throw to them. Is, and, it, is it selfish at all on his part? Kind of stealing the spotlight from these, you know, hungry College prospects? I no, I don't think I don't think so. I think they're. I mean, it's Auburn's pro day. They're going to be 
they're going to be scouts because Auburn's going to put out players. It's the SEC. They're going to have defensive players that I've never heard of. They're going to have some <laughs> offensive players that I've never heard of. They're going to have athletes. I mean, that's the SEC. That's SEC football. So, no, I think I think regardless, like if Cam did his own pro day, you know who who'd be showed up to the pro day? All the receivers and all the running backs from Auburn would show up there. And anywhere else that is close where guys can come and, and get a look. Because, hey, man, the more NFL eyes that are out there, because if Cam's doing it, hey, Auburn's going to have X number of scouts. Like every, they're going to be, every team's going to represent them. But all of a sudden you add Cam to the mix, guess what? It's not only going to be scouts, but now it's going to be GMs. It's going to be, it's going to be everybody. So that just helps you if you show out at a place like that. And I've told you, man, my whole my my whole NFL career was basically built because Marvin Washington invited me to his workout. Like I went to his workouts. And so like that's that's a good thing for those kids. All right, we'll see. We'll see. And and by the way, one last thing about and, and to be fair to Cam, when he was in New England, he got rave reviews for being a really good teammate. Sure. So, you yeah, know. I, look, I, I think I think Cam, and I've, I've had a chance to meet with Cam and, and sit down with Cam calling a Carolina game back in the day when Cam was there and, and um, several Carolina games. And, like, there's there's been maturity. Cam's a good dude. There's been maturity. There's been growth. There's been um, – he told me this. He told me this great story about his mom and one. And, and I don't know if it was his daughter. I think it was his daughter was having a breakdown in the store. They're in some store, right? They're shopping, what a grocery store, what a you know, kids get kids see, pitching a fit, right? They Tired. see a, a type type of cereal they yeah, want. Yeah. They're throwing a yeah, fit right, about yeah. the cereal. Well, we've saying, all been we've right, all been there, yeah. right? All of us have been there, and um, pitching a fit and Cam. Like disciplining the child, saying, "Hey, this is embarrassing." You know, you're da 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 da. And Cam's mom saying to him, "She, well, she just acts just like you do." You know, as as in, like, and he was like, "Oof!" Like you want to talk about cut me to the core, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So there's, I know there's been growth. I, I I really I've I've really enjoyed over the years getting to talk to him, and so I know there's been like. He, he assesses where he's at, and his, but he's got extreme athletic, like call it athletic confidence, arrogance, whatever you want to call it, man. He's got that, and he's and he is popular. And I'll, oh, because there's no question. Just to picture this is that, and and it it you talk about the circus, the uh-huh. noise, and you'd have Cam Newton, even if he wanted to be a backup, I'll be a good backup. Yeah. Doesn't matter because all that would happen is yep. the, the quarterback ahead of him would struggle, and then wise guy, smart Alec, big mouth radio guys like me mm-hmm. would be screaming for you. Got to throw Cam in there. Sure, give Cam a shot. Yeah. Guy was an MVP. See what he can do. And yeah. that's not what teams want. They don't want that. They don't want the noise. They don't want the yeah, noise. it wouldn't be it wouldn't be selfishness on Cam's behalf. Right. It would be the noise that's created yeah. from the media and from the fan base. Yep. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. Anyhow, good discussion, man. There, I like. I hope he gets the opportunity. I hope Lamar gets. A, I hope Lamar gets a big deal. I really do. It's not going to happen. No, I, I, it's not going to happen. I mean, he's going to end up having to sign with Baltimore. I would imagine. I mean, I think that's what's going to happen. 
And uh, eventually, Aaron Rodgers is going to be in green and white. Don't you think? I think so. Draft time? Before the draft. Before the draft. Before the draft. Call your shot. Like ne- next Within the next 10 days. Okay. Okay. All right. It's going to get done. Hey, for everybody involved in the Sink Truth Podcast, we uh, appreciate you guys. For Mike, I am Mark. Thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe. Um, shoot us a note. Let us know what uh, what you think, what you would like to see um, in upcoming uh, upcoming episodes. I, I think at the end of the week, we're going to try to do this again, and I'm going to be live from Los Angeles. So we're going to try to do this with me somewhere else. Oh, we're going to Zoom? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom? Yes, it's going to be crazy. Nice. It's going to be crazy. Tune in. Yeah, that should be great. <laughs> Anyhow. All right, guys. We'll talk to you then.